Welcome to Binge on Self-Love, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything about binge eating, procrastination, recovery, self-love and self-acceptance. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi, and every Tuesday I'll cover a topic related to binge eating, procrastination or self-acceptance. I'll share some of my experience and hopefully encourage you not to give up on the recovery. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more content on binge eating, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer. Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide a professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Binge on Self-Love podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time and for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. We live in a world where we are constantly overloaded with information and tips how to lose weight, how to gain muscles, how to look as shreddy as possible, how to get back in shape after Christmas, get ready for summer, for your wedding, or get back in shape after having a baby and stuff like that. Magazines, blogs and social media feeds us with headlines and articles about different people. Your favorite celebrity, your favorite influencer, but even a random person and their stories how they finally got in shape. It's a keto diet for one, paleo for another and if it fits your macros diet for someone else. It's still the same every year. It's the same promises every season. Get that bikini body ready, lose weight, get lean, and hit the beach looking like a model. And when the holiday season is over, it's all about the new year new me. Tips guaranteed to stick to your new year's resolution and finally get fit. Unfortunately, I don't think that dieting is just a trend of the past couple of years. I think it's always been there. A desire to lose weight built by society, promoted by the diet industry and believed by us, targeted consumers. But it's with the rise of the internet and the rise of social media that we are now served the information about diet and weight loss every single day, every single minute, every single time we are online. Based on the research and markets research in 2019, The weight loss and diet control market in the United States was worth $72 billion. Based on the Boston Medical Center, around 45 million Americans diet each and every year. And according to Leathers magazine, people try approximately 126 diets throughout their lives. These are just a few insane numbers to give you an idea how crazy the whole diet industry and diet business is. You will find links to all these resources and numbers in the show notes, so make sure to check them out if you like. I think that navigating your life in today's age while maintaining a healthy relationship with food and exercise in your body is almost exceptional. It's not easy since we're being targeted by ads, videos, before and after comparison photos shared on social media and new and new diets every single day. 
I think it can be pretty challenging for any one of us to keep a healthy relationship with the way our bodies look, especially if you're someone who's either currently struggling with an eating disorder or if you've been struggling with it in the past or if you're currently in the recovery. The whole diet industry most certainly affected me when I was at my worst in terms of an eating disorder. And it definitely did affect the way I perceived what I thought a woman's body of my age should look like compared to what I actually looked like. I would like to dedicate today's episode to talking about the diet culture since it's something that can be pretty toxic and it's tightly connected to eating disorders. I am by no means able to cover the whole diet culture issue within just one podcast episode, but I think it's necessary to keep talking about this if we want to make a change. I would also like to emphasize that I am not a nutritional therapist and that this episode covers diets that we choose in order to lose weight and that we feel pressured by the whole diet industry that we should follow. I completely understand that there are many of people who are following a diet for medical reasons such as gluten and diary sensitivity and intolerance, diabetes, malnutrition, eating disorder and many many others. And I am by no means talking about these types of diets. So let's get into the episode. When I was preparing for today's episode, I was aware that diet culture is a problem affecting people at any age in today's society. But the more I dug deeper into it, the more I realized how toxic the whole diet culture actually is and how it basically parasitizes on people's insecurities. As someone who has been struggling with anorexia and bench eating, I know how fragile positive body image can be and how easily it can be broken by someone telling you that how you look is not good enough or skinny enough or beautiful enough and that the way you eat is not the right way you should be eating. I would like to provide you with a definition of what the diet culture actually is, although we all probably have a certain idea about it. Since I am not a professional nor am I a nutritional therapist, I'm going to quote a definition by Sarah Upson, registered dietitian, nutritionist and certified eating disorder specialist from an article at Eating Disorder Registered Dietitians and Professionals website. Sarah defines the diet culture as, quote, a belief system that focuses on and values weight, shape and size over well-being. Variations of diet culture also include rigid eating patterns that on the surface are in the name of health, but in reality are about weight, shape or size, end quote. As always, I will leave a link to all sources and quoted resources in the show notes so you can read the articles and studies in in case you would like to learn more. The driving force behind the diet culture is the need to lose weight, the fear that if you do not look a certain way, if your weight is not a certain number on the scale, then you are not good enough. There's a fear embedded in us that if we don't look a certain way, then we won't be accepted by the society. The whole diet culture is basically built on people's insecurities. You're not happy with your weight? Well, here, buy my weight loss plan. 
you gained a few extra pounds over Christmas, here, try these magical weight loss pills or weight loss teas. You are skinny but still, quote, not enough to fit the society standards, here, try this new miracle weight loss diet. These were just a few examples how to show how ridiculous the diet industry is and how it targets people and their insecurities. There are just so many things being wrong with the whole diet industry and when preparing this episode I just kept coming with more and more problems with the diet industry. So what are the problems with the diet culture? Number one, it gives our body weight more meaning than it actually has. As I've said, the whole diet industry is based on people's insecurities and it parasitizes on us not being happy with the way we look. The problem is that the ultimate goal of the diet, aka the weight loss, is no longer associated just with how much we weigh, but with how we perceive ourselves. The diet industry teaches us to love and praise ourselves when we decide to lose weight, but to despise ourselves if we don't. We associate the weight with self-worth. Worthy of self-love if we're skinny, not worthy if we're not that skinny. I can only speak from my experience and I 100% did associate my self-worth with how much weight I was able to lose. A pound down equal to success and happy version of Anchi, aka me, but a skipped workout or a piece of chocolate or a pound gained equal to me being a loser with no willpower. I find it really, really sad, but also interesting how do we let such insignificant things such as weight affect our entire life and how we perceive ourselves as human beings. We associate weight loss with happiness, with success, we believe that we will be accepted by society and we feel like we will finally be worthy of love. Another problem is that the diet culture teaches us to divide food on good and bad. Although I am not a nutritional therapist, there is no doubt that some food is going to be more nutritious and more beneficial for you than other. But as someone who's been dealing with an eating disorder, I can quite surely say that the worst thing you can do with food is to start seeing it as bad food and good food. Because once you do that, you start building an emotion-based relationship with food. There's food you like, but it's from the bad category. So when you eat it, you're going to feel guilty and ashamed and you'll most probably feel like you messed up your diet. Equally so, you can label food as bad with no logical reason other than it makes you feel fat. But any food can make you gain weight, any food that won't be eaten in moderation, just like anything in life. Anything in life can become dangerous and it, and it can become a problem if it's not done in moderation. If I'm going to spend all my money that I have on buying piles of clothes, that's going to leave me broke because I wasn't doing it in moderation. If I'm now going to run for three hours a day, seven days a week with no proper training, then that's most probably going to leave me injured because, again, I wasn't doing it in moderation. And the same applies to food. If we're going to avoid the food that we labeled as bad, it's only going to leave us wanted more than ever, 
which then leads to the constant battle between what you should be eating and what you actually want to eat. I'm by no means saying that we should eat just junk food all day, every day, but I'm saying that everything should be in moderation, in balance, and that our eating habits should be flexible. Problem number three is that the diet culture leads to lifestyle where we constantly control by food. Following up on the previous point, the more you try to avoid something, the more you're going to think about it. And it's not any different with food when you're on a diet trying to avoid certain foods. Our minds become so consumed and obsessed by the food that we're constantly worrying. Can I eat this? Can I eat that? Can I have this ice cream? What's going to happen if I have it? Does it mean that I messed up my diet? The desire to lose weight and to finally feel like you're quote-unquote enough can be so strong that it starts affecting other aspects of your life as well. For example, you may start avoiding going out with your friends because you don't want to eat out and ruin your diet. If we eat according to a diet, we acquire a mindset that we need to start our diet over in case we mess up. Whether it's tomorrow, on Monday, or next month, or whatever. When we messed up and we either ate something that we didn't plan or when we skipped a workout. But that's not how life works. Life is also about enjoying it and you're hardly going to enjoy anything if you're constantly worrying about what you can or cannot eat. Problem number four that I see with the diet culture is that we celebrate people who lose weight. I feel like we as society learn to praise and clap for people who lose weight and even more so if they share it publicly. On one hand, I understand that people share their before and after photos of themselves. They are obviously proud of their success and I think that's amazing. On the other hand, I think it evokes, it kind of evokes the feeling that the version before wasn't the right version of you. It wasn't the version that deserved to be praised and cheered for and it didn't deserve the attention it's getting now. I don't know, I don't have a definite opinion on this because I find it a bit tricky. On one hand, I think it can be a good motivation for yourself to see how far you've got. But on the other hand, it can be really triggering. And as I said, I understand why people want to share their personal success. But I think the whole idea behind it can get a little tricky. What I feel like is 100% wrong though is... What we see on social media, I think most recently it's been with Adele and her weight loss that's been talked about on literally any website. And it gives us the idea that people who lose weight deserve to be praised. And what's sad is that we seriously take someone's weight loss as such an important piece of information that we built a whole article or hundreds of them and posts and videos about someone's weight loss. As if someone's weight characterized who they are as human beings and what they do and what they accomplished. Problem number five is that diets are unsustainable in the long run and lead to yo-yo dieting. I feel like dieting is literally a dead end. It is a never-ending story and it doesn't lead anywhere else but to another diet. Dieting leads to yo-yo dieting, 
which means that when we quote fail a diet, we may gain back the weight we lost. So we start another diet again, we lose some weight, but if we fail again, we will gain the weight back and so on and so on. It's honestly a never-ending cycle of weight loss and weight gain, restriction and feelings of shame and disappointment. The reason why diets fail is because most of them are unsustainable in the long run. They are too restrictive, they don't provide enough flexibility and they are usually based on excluding certain types of food. But yo-yo dieting doesn't affect just the weight, but it interferes and may negatively affect other things such as the heart, such as your heart, blood sugar level, energy and sleep and many other things. Again, I will leave a link to an article in the show notes where they discuss this in more details in case you would like to know more. Another problem with diets is that they lead to restrictive behavior and interfere with our natural sense of hunger. We are told when to eat and when not to eat, so we may end up confused and terrified of food altogether. Food should be a necessary source of energy and nutrients for our body. Eating shouldn't cause us stress, anxiety, panic and confusion in what we are supposed to eat and what we're not. I feel like diets interfere a lot with your hunger. You try to avoid eating when you're hungry. You eat when you're not really hungry, only, avo- only to avoid eating too late and stuff like that. And even more ridiculous and dangerous are different pills and teas promoted on social media and on the internet, which are designed to suppress the hunger. I know very well that sometimes we may not actually be hungry, but we may be just bored or we're walking around the house thinking, oh, what could I eat? Or we just craving something. But ignoring your body giving you sig- giving you signals that it's hungry and is just a whole nother story and it feels just so wrong to me. And it's not surprising that diets are not sustainable because how could they be if you're about to feel hungry most of the time? Another thing I really don't like about the diet culture are seasonal diets. I honestly think that seasonal diets are the worst because they do so much more harm than good. They are based on the idea that that throughout the holiday season or during spring we quote let ourselves go and we should get ready for bikini season because the way we look right now is apparently not good enough and we need another diet in order to be able to put on bikini. The same thing applies for New Year season and for New Year resolution, the whole New Year, New Me thing. I just find it so ridiculous. And honestly, I find it very, very triggering. And I think anyone who has struggled with an eating disorder finds it very toxic as well. Because I think it puts people in the in the wrong mindset that you should change something because it's the new year or it's summer season or it's your wedding in a few months, and it basically makes you change your eating habits for all the wrong reasons. The important thing is that you don't need to wait for any specific date in order to change something. And most certainly, you don't need to change something just because it's New Year's, or because it's spring, or summer, or autumn, or winter, or whatever it is. 
What I also don't like, but it can only be my personal preference, is the idea of cheat meals and cheat days. Just the phrase cheat meal has such a negative meaning to me. I mean, if you really need to be cheating on your diet, then what's the point of it? If you need to cheat on your diet, then it's probably not the good diet for you. I don't know why not build eating habits that are sustainable in long term without these extremes like eating super clean and healthy for most days and then having like a massive cheat day or cheat meal. I feel like cheat meals only contribute to the binge eating behavior because you only have this specific time in a day or in a week where you allow yourself to eat the food you want and even though it's not meant to eat everything you want, I feel it just makes it much harder to control yourself because you're putting yourself in the restrictive mindset like if I don't have this now then I will only be able to eat it like next week or next month or something like that. But again this is just my personal point of view and, and if that works for someone then great for them. The last but not least and probably the most important point of them all is that diets promote disordered eating and can contribute to eating disorders. Based on the National Eating Disorders Collaboration, dieting is a form of disordered eating. I think the edge between voluntarily dieting and losing control over your action and developing an eating disorder is very very thin and it can be very hard to see the progress from one side to another. Based on the National Eating Disorders Association, around 20-25% to 25% of pathological dieters develop an eating disorder. I have been struggling with binge eating disorder for the past 7 years and from my personal experience, every time I attempted a diet, Whenever I set my mindset to the restrictive mode, it would inevitably lead to more binge eating. It's really important that we talk about this and we show how much does dieting affects us in a negative way and we teach others, especially young children and teenagers, that diet isn't a solution to gaining a healthy relationship with your body. There are obviously way more problems with the diet culture than I'll probably ever be able to cover. The scariest part is that dieting becomes such a natural and automatic part of our lives, even at a very young age. We have most probably seen our parents attempting to diet. We might have seen our friends trying different diets and even some of our favorite influencers. So we accepted the idea of dieting as something normal and as part of our everyday lives. Most of the diets promise you results quickly and with as little effort as possible because that's what we humans like. We hate being patient and we want things now and without having to work for them. So we choose the new diet that promises us to lose weight with minimal effort. We choose to believe that these miracle diet pills will make us skinnier or happier. We've been told that fat in food is what makes us fat, so we became terrified of foods that contained fat, including food that's actually healthy, such as nuts, avocado, and things like that. And we switched them for fat-free products that are usually full of sugar. Then we were told to be afraid of sugar. And then it was something else we were supposed to be afraid of. What I also find ridiculous is how fast the diet trends change. 
They literally change faster than the weather. At one point, the experts claim we should stop eating this, then we should stop eating that, and then it's something else. What I think is that somebody's weight and somebody's appearance shouldn't be turned into a trend, nor should we praise someone's shape over another. Health and beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and I'm honestly awaiting times when being healthy without your appearance being the main factor to judge that will become a trend. Now, how to deal with the diet culture, whether you're someone who attempted a diet in the past, who's currently dieting, or you're someone who's currently struggling with an eating disorder. I believe the idea of dieting is dangerous for anyone, period, but it can be triggering for someone who's been struggling with an eating disorder or who's currently in the recovery as well which is something that I'm pretty sure most other companies or people promoting their super duper diets and products and dieting techniques do not realize. What you can do to break free from the toxic diet culture is to educate yourself, search for information from different sources, choose sources that are reliable and evidence-based. If things sound too good to be true, they're usually not true. If some company or influencer promises you to lose weight with basically no effort, then that's probably not someone whose recommendations you should follow. I'm not saying that knowing how things work is going to solve your problems. We as humans tend to believe things that are not always logical or rational, but educating yourself, getting relevant and science-based information from relevant sources will help you understand how things work, how your body works, how weight loss and weight gain works, and you're going to be more immune to different claims and information about diets and you will be able to make better decisions. Another thing you can do to break free from the diet mindset is that if you decide that you want to change your eating habits and maybe be more active, always do it because you want to do it and do it for your health. Don't do it just because it's trendy, don't do it because it's the holiday season or summer season and everyone else is doing it. Don't do it because the, because the society tells you to do so. Don't do it because you feel the way you look now is not good enough. If you decide to change something about you, do it because you believe it will be beneficial for you from the health perspective. Because you want to be more active, you want to spend more time outside, you want to be able to play, for example, volleyball with your friends, you want to improve your sleep, you want to feel better. Don't make weight loss your only goal because it's so empty and unfulfilling and unhealthy goal to have. I can't stress enough how important it is to let go of the negative approach toward food and exercise and let go of the negative self-talk. People in general, not just people who struggle with an eating disorder, tend to see exercise as the necessary torture to achieve their dream body. But your approach towards food and towards exercise and being active should be based on the positive side of it. I'm eating and I'm exercising because it makes me feel good, because I love myself and I want to take care of myself. Not because I hate my body, not because I hate the way I look. Not because I think I'm fat and I need to lose weight. Keep in mind that losing weight doesn't always mean getting healthier. There are many other ways how you can improve your health and they have nothing to do with losing weight. 
I find it so sad that the idea that skinnier equals healthier still persists among general public because it couldn't be further from the truth. Also keep in mind that losing weight won't make you love yourself more. If you want to work on the relationship you have with yourself and be more kind to yourself, you need to start now, not when you reach your dream weight because it has nothing to do with self-love. If you don't accept and don't love yourself now, you most certainly won't accept and love yourself being 20 pounds later. The number on the scale doesn't make you any different as a person and for the longest time I didn't want to see it and I didn't want to accept it. We tend to build self-love and self-acceptance around the wrong pillars such as weight, popularity, money or success whereas we completely overlook other, more important things. To sum up this episode, there are a few things that I would like you to remember. It's great if you decide to introduce new things and new changes into your life that can potentially improve your lifestyle, such as trying a new sport, trying new foods, walking instead of driving, incorporating new food stuff into your eating habits, but you should always do it not because the society pressures you to do so, not because of losing weight, but because you want to feel better, you want to improve your life and make healthier lifestyle choices. Because only then the changes can last. Whenever I wanted to change some physical aspect of my life, the ultimate goal for me has always been to lose weight and to reach the number on the scale that I felt was both socially acceptable and acceptable by the kind of disordered thinking that I had. But as long as my goal was weight-focused, I would never keep up with it, I would never succeed it. Sooner or later, I found I found it unbearable to restrict what I could and couldn't eat and exercise just to see a lower number on the scale. But it was when I changed my mindset and made more important things a priority. My health, how I was feeling both mentally and physically. For example, I wanted to have more energy. I wanted to improve my posture. I wanted to sleep better. I wanted to stop being so bloated from eating too much food too late at night. And I wanted to see an actual progress, not in how my body would look like, but in what my body would be able to do. I would set a goal to be consistent with running. I would set a goal to do a proper push-up, which by the way, I still cannot do. Or I would set a goal to learn how to do a certain pose in yoga. If you find it triggering, try to avoid websites, blogs, videos, and even Instagram accounts that actively promote unhealthy diets. If you feel triggered by the whole new year, new me, and bikini ready thing, try to set a different goal, such as Instead of working on your physical appearance, try to improve the relationship that you have with yourself. Fortunately, there are so many people who encourage and promote body positivity and talk about the problems of diet culture. Don't believe everything you hear, see and read and invest your time and energy into doing your own research whenever you're trying to find some new information, whether it's related to nutrition, exercise or anything else. Try to find a way of eating that's sustainable in the long term rather than something that's solely focused on weight loss. Just because there's another diet, it doesn't mean you need to follow it. It's just another trend that will come and go like a million times before. Last but not least, remember that you deserve to love yourself now, 
Not when you reach a certain weight, even though the diet industry tells us otherwise. Thank you so much for taking your time and for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-love at bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!